Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to the Talker United Yellow Army podcast. It's good to be back. Guess who's back? <laughs> Guys back. Rich and Dave, thank you very much for uh, keeping the plates spinning for the You're last You're welcome. Few weeks. You're welcome. Um, well, I've not been here, but I, it's... I can't spin plates, so... You can't? No, no. No plate spinning? I think we just about kept them off the floor. <laughs> That's the main <laughs> thing. That's the main thing. Thanks, everyone, for the messages as well. I've been off for a few weeks, but uh, back just in time for the 10-game run-in. Yeah. Which is... Uh, welcome back. <laughs> it's going to be... Nervous, isn't it? There's going yeah. to be some nail biting to be done. Yeah, it's going to. Be, it, it's fascinating as well as frustrating, isn't it? I, I think I kind of said that about the, the Wilston game, which we'll talk about. But we will. Yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah. it's it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable, and we've all been there before. Yeah, we, we've uh, got the t-shirts, haven't we? Yeah, as Nick Broderick says in his excellent piece in the Herald Express this week, we don't ever want to be here again. No. But here we are. Uh, the Wilston game maybe for some people felt like a tipping point yeah did the wheels things come off does yeah. that work that the wheels come off kind no of no we've got lots to talk about yep. we'll uh, we'll talk about Corey and, andrews and plenty we'll plenty of more Wilson terrible game. jokes we'll talk about <laughs> mark holstead and um and the boot in the face and That's, that photo again yeah fantastic photo in the paper uh we'll talk about gateshead we'll talk about the two new arrivals uh that we've got yep uh, and there are a couple of big games being played um, by Talker United teams. There are. Yeah. Uh, here. This yeah. If you yeah, can't yeah, make yeah. the trip to Gateshead, you can steal season football. And we will be... There's been a certain amount of chat on social media about people not asking questions of Gaming International. Um, we've done it. We've done it a couple of times. We've yeah. sent questions. Yeah. We've asked... Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later we've got on. dogs as well yeah we've got dogs <laughs> uh, we've submitted questions this week uh, that it's we've not got. the first time we've done it and uh, we'd be amazed if we got answers yeah I, I mean it's, it's, it's not as I said in the email we don't have any axe to grind here no. we just have questions that I think Talkie United fans are worried about mm. that they would like to uh, they'd like to hear what, uh, what the owners of Talkie United have to say about them and we'll, we, we'll we talk about it yeah we'll we would love yeah, to sit yeah. down with them and chat but we'll talk about all that you know what i've missed these last few weeks rich i've been saying it I, you've been saying it really well <laughs> thank you you've got you've developed that kind of commercial <laughs> radio voice that uh, perfect but uh, we'll be back on the other side of gary johnson gaffer when results go the way they do like they did on saturday when you're pushing for having equalized work so hard to get back in the game when you're pushing for a winner and then you ultimately end up losing the game it must be very difficult for everybody especially the players have you had to pick them up this week yeah i mean we're all disappointed more than disappointed gutted you know when things happen like that but um what we know is in our last few defeats there's obviously been circumstances that have gone against us. You know, everybody can see that that was there. So, um, and we're not only gutted for our club ourselves, but we're gutted for the players because then those ten men 
put in a lot of effort um, at, at Dawkin, as I say. Uh, other games we felt that we deserved more than the result showed. So we've just got to keep keep that in adversity. Can we be right up for it? You know, can we believe in ourselves still? Because there's no reason not to believe in ourselves and go out there and and keep giving it a go. And um, and that's what you have to do because the last thing you uh, you want to do is is to not give it a go because you're frightened or because you think something might happen again against us and then you let a goal in just the same and then you think, well, why didn't we go for it? You know what I mean? So um, that's what we need to do and I thought the you know, support was was great on uh, uh, the, the previous game against Wildstone and um, appreciate that and uh, the lads appreciated that very much so. If you look at just the game on Saturday, what went wrong in the early stage, obviously you had the, the sending off and uh, and then obviously Lewis Collins picking up that injury as well. Is there this feeling that if these fine margins and this little bit of fortune, nobody wants to keep on talking about bad luck, but if it turns, that actually there's going to be, somebody's going to be on the end of, a, of quite a beating. Yeah, yeah. we've been saying that every week, I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that's what you're aiming for, of course. Um, we just want to get a win. You know, we want to get that win, get three points on the on the board, and you know, there's no gains. Not even you know, Gate said down the bottom, you know, down the bottom there with us. There's no games where you can go, we'll go there and come back with the three points. You everything you get in this league, you have to earn, and then Lady Luck plays her part, and uh, and certainly she's she's on holiday at the minute, away from Torquay. Um, and when she comes back, then hopefully that uh, we'll start picking up some results, which of course we have to. I mean, we look at it quite mathematically sometimes. You know, you can't they're not mystic meg, so we don't exactly know what the results are going to be. But you can see there's still some tough games for the teams that are fighting to get out of that bottom four. Uh, and with that in mind, Gaffer, obviously some, many people have earmarked the game on Saturday at Gateshead. Bearing in mind where both teams are as a potential must-win game, but I, I guess in many ways, with ten games left of the season, you're looking to win every game, aren't you? Of course, um, every game is a must-win game until you lose it, and then the next one's an even more must-win game, and so on and so forth, until you can't get out of it, <coughs> or until you're out of it, of course. But um, no, I, th I think the lads are in uh, good spirits. I think if we can, you know, we've made a signing. This week, and and that always helps when somebody fresh uh, comes into the fray, especially somebody like Jack, uh, who who can get at people. He's, he's your sort of old-fashioned winger, if you like. And we felt that we needed to get a little bit more service from wide areas, um, and and maybe a little bit more quality. Uh, but we certainly needed an attacking player um, to add to our attacking players that we've got. Uh, it's good news about Lewis Collins, it, it's not as bad as everybody first thought um, and uh, we're just you know, we're just going to see how it goes over the next few days and uh, see how he is because that anyway will give us that sort of extra attacking player that if they're not in the team are on the bench ready to come on. You know, we haven't we haven't had that for a little while, so um, 
hopefully there's a couple of things happening this uh, this week where you know players may be certainly some will be fitter than they were because you know some played in the last game a little bit more and um, yeah and so we we, we think that uh, we're going to gate set in you know in good shape because uh, Jack Stops in, in, in some ways is, is an unusual signing. It's a, it's a player from the same division. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that Oldham were near the foot of the table themselves. But he, he's a player that impressed you on the opening day of the season against us, isn't he? He did. He was a player that, you know, we, obviously that was our first port of call when we were interested. That was our first interest in him. So we sort of kept an eye on him and uh, wondered you know, why he wasn't playing. Then we, we found out why he wasn't playing, obviously. The, Manager has his own sort of tactical uh, things when the new manager when he came in um, up at Oldham, and uh, it's it, it's some clubs have already got that and got an abundance of it, um, and some clubs haven't, and that's where you go and you have a look and you go, is he available? And um, we were surprised to, to hear that he was, uh, although we thought he would be, cause he hasn't he, he hadn't played for him for a, a little while. Um, but we're, we're, we're pleased, he, he fits into our system very well. And finally Gaffer, um, real boost to see Asa Hall back in action on Saturday, albeit as a, as a late substitute, you're going to need characters like, like him and uh, as many options as possible with the squad for the running, aren't you? Yeah, exactly, of course we lost Lapsley, Lapsley so the more experience we can get, is it, uh, like for instance Kevin Dawson coming in, you know, he's been fantastic for us, not just in his in his game, but in his leadership, you can see he's a leader. You know, he's only in and day one he was barking his orders like you know he's an experienced lad, been there, done it. Uh, I trust him explicitly because obviously he's been with me a few uh, a few clubs, and um, and then as you say, when you bring like Asa Asa back, and he's probably not yet got. 90 minutes in him, but he, he won't be far away. He'll certainly his adrenaline will keep him going. That's sure. He's, look, he's looking forward to, to to playing a big part. So as I say, you, you sort of lose one, you, you gain one, and we don't seem to be able to have everybody and give me a problem of selection. You know, it seems that one goes out and then we have to get one in. But uh, we'll see. We're, look, we're we're looking forward to the game. Not necessarily the journey, but we're looking forward, forward to the game, and um, and we've got to show that we can compete in adversity at this moment. So I'm not feel sorry for ourselves, and uh, give it a give it a go. Does it surprise you how much Kevin Dawson's got in the tank? Because obviously he came, he made a, a short substitute appearance in the first game, 18 minutes in the second game the whole game in the third and, and that was because obviously Brett was out uh, uh, I guess and just he kept running and running and running didn't yeah, he? Yeah he did and you know me and Downsy were talking to each other on the line there and one minute Downsy's saying I think he's done and I go no we've got to leave him out there and then I say I think he's done and then he says I think we've got to leave him out there um, because he he probably he's got that heart and that energy that he can go beyond the call of duty, you know, he, he could run a marathon and uh, I always say of a lion, suddenly after running a marathon a lion jumps out of a, from a, a fence and is just about to chase you and eat you, you'll sprint yeah. or some 
most will. <laughs> Some will just lay there and die. Right now, but, but Kev one, you know, Kev has always got that little bit extra that you can rely on when you need it. Have you looked at the lapsing <coughs> challenge again? Yeah, I have looked at it. I still don't think that in the first five minutes that was as reckless yeah. as the report showed or said, in my opinion. Um, because if you if you're talking reckless, then you're talking, you know, Mark House they're getting kicked in the head, um, you know, and stab marks all, all over his face and um, that could be construed as, as being reckless, but there wasn't <coughs> wasn't even a yellow card on, yeah. on that one. So it's a bit disappointing, disappointing to lose Lapsley because once you know a report goes in for a signing off that some would give, some wouldn't, probably a yellow card because it, it just kicked it a little bit far away from him. Didn't really get the lad because the lad quickly got up. Uh, after a few minutes and, and walked mm. like his normal walk off the pitch ready to be called back on you know so um, yeah that was disappointing and, and Laps has apologised to everybody but he's not the type to, to let you down and, and do it on purpose of course you know which sometimes a report look, says as if they'd done it on purpose yeah. you know um, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't on purpose at all. I'm not sure anyone was really expecting a red card to come out, to be honest no, with you. No, no. No, we didn't. We where did didn't. that come from? And we yeah. didn't, nobody did with the Kieran one a couple of weeks yeah. earlier yeah. at Dorking. You know, so that's, that's how it's gone. But anyway, you know, we'll, we'll keep going and hopefully uh, we get something going our favour. You touched just now on the, the loan players that have come in. During the course of the season, Quite a lot of loans and previous seasons as well tend to be young lads who are kind of on the fringes of championship teams and what have you. But the last two loans that you brought in, Jack and Kevin, are experienced players. Yeah. You know, they've been there, seen it, done that. Yeah. Uh, what extra can they bring into the team at this stage? Well, they, exactly what you said. They bring in that experience, and they they've been there and done it. And uh, I felt we it's very difficult to get experienced lads in, especially in our situation. Um, and so you either have to know them and they trust you already, yeah. um, or you need somebody that loves his, loves playing football and is not at the moment, yeah. um, but has still got that ability that we think we can get out of them. You know, I mean, not every loan that we get, young loan, uh, is like Lionel Messi when they first come, but we get them into, we tell them, you know, we coach them. We actually coach them and we work with them and we tell them what they're good at and what they're not so good at. And we're honest with them in a nice, I say in a nice way, you know, in a, a competitive way. We say, look, the footballer in you has got to come out and we need you. So you need to take a little bit more responsibility of your game and put your game, influence the game, which is what we always ask them. Um, you, know, you can't have played in the game and and then come away and think, well, I haven't done anything there today to influence the game. So sometimes that makes them get into more dangerous areas, makes more tackles, and, and so some of the loans we get, and a lot of the loans we do get, we improve them over the time. Unfortunately, at that point, we lose them. Uh, how, many, how many 
players that has that happen to us. And sometimes it's in you know uh, situations that we could have we needed them. You know we've, we've lost a few over the weeks and a couple of seasons where um, you know you lose them. And um, obviously, uh, being a talky player, you know you're always going to have uh, a few. I long thought you played the talky the way you said that. Then. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. talky player. Well, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, I mean, how difficult is the Gateshead one on its own, just to prepare for? Bearing in mind, you know, you're going to use up virtually the whole of your Friday, aren't you? Well, we. It, you can go two ways. You can say this is a be all and end all of a game, or you can say it's just another game. I think we 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 know. That, and we've known for a little while that we've got to get wins. So that's what you know the, the attitude to go into this game with. Um, you're not dead and buried until you're dead and buried. Um, it will be a very good game to win at this stage of the season uh, in our position. And uh, everybody will be aware of that. And I'm sure the Gateshead manager will be saying the same. You know, they, they, they will see it as a important game as well so um, you know I've learned to uh, try and get you, you know, we'll try and get our team uh, as competitive as we can as skillful as we can because you need the quality as well as the energy and uh, and then once they cross that line you can do a little bit of screaming and shouting and make a few changes but uh, they're, they're out there to do the job and the last three games, I know home games, I know World Series perhaps a little bit difficult, different, but um, the other two, you've worked really hard to come back to all square and then they've got a winner very, very late on. Is that almost symptomatic now of the fact that because of where you are, draws even won't really do, you need to get those wins? Are you really pushing extra hard when it's level just to gamble almost to get the two points when you might just lose one, if you know what I mean? I don't think we've ever gone into a game to draw the game, unless you know, like you're, you're away from home, like we were at Wrexham. You know, we got a late goal there, didn't we? Make it one all. So, um, I think this league, the, te the all teams are good enough to, to uh, get a result late on. You know, they are because they're all athletic. You know, all of us, including us. Um, and if you think back to the last game that, that we had in Wildstone, um, even with 10 men, we finished. After their goal, we had five more chances, which is unbelievable. Four of them from the same incident. I mean, but we had no chance. So it's, it's just you know, small margins, as people say. And uh, over the years, I've, I've learned to sort of live with it, but keep going, keep working hard, uh, keep, I thought, Three people were unbelievably brave in that last sequence for the last corner. Um, Ali could have had you know, two opportunities. Jarvis, if you want to look back at it, um, was just about to put the ball in as he was falling because it was a near post corner. And he would have got there, but for the lad pulling him back and then he missed it by mm -hmm. half an inch, just an open goal. And that's A, that's a penalty, B, it's a sending off, and B, C, we win the game. So, um, yeah, or draw the game in that case. But, uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go out there like we always do. Uh, and to answer your question, you, you, we go everywhere to win the game. Sure. Okay. Thank you, Gary. All right. Um, you hinted there's a couple of things that you're waiting on for the weekend. 
was well, there a hint that maybe that? <laughs> oh, a few minutes ago yeah, that, no, that's that's right, maybe yeah. is that a hint that maybe Jack Stobbs might not be the only new face this week or are you thinking about background things with fitness and yeah I'm thinking about like background things yeah. and um, Dean Moxley how is he, is uh, he yeah well he's a background right. thing if you don't mind he's one of the ones you <laughs> yeah. he's one of the ones you're referring to yeah that's yeah, right yeah. and and also players that you know, like Acer for instance who, yes who will get a bit He's now a bit fitter, Kevin Dawson. He's now, you know, that bit fitter, and he'll get sharper as he gets fitter. So there's little things like that. You know, Mark Halstead's come through okay. He's yeah. A bit sore, but uh, you know, he uh, he got his own back, I think, later on in the game, didn't he? <laughs> Fairly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was. And so the, the, yeah. there's little things, little things like that. You know, yeah, yeah. And we've had a couple of illnesses as well at early part of the right. week, but they've recovered. What about Brett? He's obviously dropped out before the yeah, solid he's, whole he's game. A, he's, another he's another one. one, one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And is Dylan Crow? What's Dill's is still. He's he's on the grass running now. He's not right. yet uh, training. I think he might be training today. Is he? Down to his first. Uh, not first. training. No training Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah. Monday. So. What he won't be involved yet, but he, he's he's not far away. Now. No, so he's almost the only one that yeah. is probably definitely not available. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Uh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah, think so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. You could say that the gaffer's looking forward to the trip to Gateshead in a way, couldn't you? It's um, yeah, it's a big game. They're do you know? Do you know what games, what I will say about the these press conferences every Thursday, especially after last minute defeats you know which seem to be regular yeah. at the moment is you go there thinking oh you know don't really fancy sitting there and asking the gaffer all these questions but he's always pretty good with us he is he's quite happy to he sit is. back and take it and mm. and um explain what he needs to explain and and yeah. and, and he's always you know and, and, and this isn't reflection on no, no one's saying what he should be feeling but he's always quite jovial yeah you know come thursdays i just i mean the People on social media, whether they expect us to sit there with a Gary Out banner or something, yeah. um, I'm not going to do that because I, I appreciate the time uh, that we get to chat. I appreciate talking to a professional um, about the job that he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are 10 games to go and we can still get out of this. There, there are ways it's not over by out. any stretch of the imagination it's not over till it's over yeah. as the old song says that, that was a quote by the way it's not me saying that yeah um, let's talk about Wealdstone yes I think we have to talk about Wealdstone it was one of those games that you come into uh, I missed a few games obviously in the last couple of weeks I saw the Barnet game which was very yeah. impressive yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple of games on the feed and then came back and did the live Bob the Wheelstone game. And going into that game, it felt like this is make or break. I knew this is something other than make or break. <laughs> um, but this is a make or break game, and, and we broke it. Yeah, we broke it early on, didn't we, really? We did, really. Um, what was your thoughts on the, the sending off? Uh, at the game itself on Saturday afternoon, I didn't think it was a sending off. I didn't even think it was a yellow card. Mm. Watching it back on the video, I can see it was probably a yellow card. I think it was a yellow card, yeah. yeah. Um, Max Kretschmar um, made the most of it. Of course he did, yeah. If yeah. it had gone the other way round, as Talker United fans, we'd have wanted Tom Lapsley to make the most of it. Yeah. So I don't blame Max Kretschmar for that. It's part of the game these days. I do. 
the game management. <laughs> I did at the time. I was very angry at the time. But afterwards, you think, you know, this is just it's the way the game's played these days. Uh, I wouldn't have sent Tom Lapsley off. As Gary Johnson said in the press conference just now, you're in the first seven minutes yeah. of the game or whatever yeah. on a slippery pitch. A game that's vital to both. I mean, sides. it's it's not gone in with any malice, as as, as far as you can tell from the video. I he, don't think he's a malicious he's, player. He's, it's it's slippery. He slid into the challenge. He's caught the bloke on the ankle. Yellow card. Get on with the game. Yeah, you have to. As a referee, in those the referee the referee needs to read the game better than that. Yeah, yeah. and needs to read the pitch because yeah. players are going to slide in at least until they get the measure of it. The first 10, 15 minutes tackles like that are going to go flying. And then of course you get. Someone kicking Mark Holstead in the face, and he gets a talking to. It is at that picture. Look, I'm so going to open the paper here. You've actually, but by talking to the player about it, you've admitted that you've seen him do it. Yeah, yeah. So if you've seen him do it, that's a red card. That's right. So I mean, the, the Micah Obiera. Um, again, it was a thing that we didn't really see when it was happening at full speed. No. During the game on Saturday, but this extraordinary picture from Phil Mingo of Pinnacle, which is uh, on page 47 of the Herald Express this week, uh, is a very vivid picture. Shouldn't laugh, really. We've just there, seen... are, there are three or four in a sort of row of the picture, so that, yeah. was, that was the one that showed the best contact. But you, you see the before and after and everything if you go through yeah. the pictures on, their, on the Pinnacle website. And, uh, yeah, it's not pleasant. Not pleasant. We've just seen Mark Holstead, by the way. He's, he looks a little bit bruised. But... Yeah. But apart from that, apart he's, from that yeah. he's, he's come out of that pretty much unscathed, which is good. But it's, it's, on little margins like that, promotions and relegations happen, don't they? I mean, if if, if, if if as Gary has suggested that the referee said that Lapsley's challenge was reckless, mm -hmm. then that was reckless. Yes. Going in studs up to yeah. a diving goalkeeper yeah. is reckless. Yeah. When he's more or less claimed the ball anyway. Yeah. So, you know... I didn't think the referee had a great game on Saturday. Thank you to... Uh, we, we have dogs, obviously. Um, Aaron Jarvis got himself booked. Yeah, which was, a, which was a nothing booking as well. A nothing booking. He was getting manhandled every time he went for the ball. Yeah. He's quite an expert at manhandling himself. Yeah. He does get stuck into the game. Uh, that sounded wrong. Yeah, it um, did. There, yeah. Was a, there was a game at Woking. I remember, you know, he'd, um, he he got really stuck into the second He He... Um, what's the best way to say it? Sort of plays right up against the line, if, as it were. He absolutely yeah. does. Um, but it was just—it was just an odd game, the Wealdstone game. We went behind, um, which was a disappointing goal, but it was a yeah, it was a goal. It was a fair goal. Uh, Kieran Evans' great finish, yeah. which again was even better on the video. When you look at it on the video, I remember trying to work out what exactly had happened after yeah. after it had gone in because. It was, I wasn't quite clear in my mind, but no. in the video, he lifts it, and there's a player on the line trying yeah. to get his head to it. He lifts yeah. it over the goalkeeper, over a couple of defenders, and the player on the line. Pretty much into the top corner yeah. as well. Yeah, perfect. That was a lovely finish. And it's strangely, both goalkeepers did exactly the same thing. Mark Holstead came racing off his line to clear the ball, which set up the long ball for which their goalkeeper yeah. came yeah, racing yeah, yeah. off his line. Uh, it was, yeah, at that point, you think, right, we're in this. It, it felt like it, yeah. actually. It felt like a turning point. Even though we were still down to 10 men and we had been since the seventh minute, they they pass the ball a lot, don't they? They do. And, and I think, they did that in the yeah. second half when uh, when they were... Yeah. When it was one all. Didn't they Gary say to you in the conference last did. week that they'll pass the ball yeah. around you? Uh, I think he said that they're the, the most passes of any team this season. 
And honestly, but but it, but it, it does go behind a lot. The it ball. Does. There's a tail hitting a coat. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A very large dog that we're looking after this week. But, uh, yeah. Kieran Evans, I think, is playing as well yeah. as he has he's, he's, he's uh, early in, in the period. season. Yeah. You know, you sort of thought well, he has good games, he has bad games. He's not consistent enough. The last four or five games, I think, he's been outstanding, uh, and he had a really good game against Wheelstone on I Saturday. I agree. I agree. I tell you, who I thought I had the best game of the whole lot. Mm-hmm. And that's um, Kevin Dawson. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Now, this is a man who came to the club obviously short of fitness. Yeah. Um, Gary highlighted that before, so there wouldn't be any mass- massive pressure to bring him straight in. He made ten minutes. He came off for ten minutes at, at uh, whatever it was, older shot. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, had to play eighty minutes of the get the next game because Brett um, McGavin was on the team yeah. sheet and then pulled. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Before yeah. the game yeah. started. That was Solihull Moors, wasn't it? And then on Saturday he plays all ninety minutes, and it, honestly he didn't stop running. He didn't. He likes a tackle, doesn't he? Yeah. As well, he's quite happy um, with he, him. Yeah, he's uh, he's a bit of an enforcer in the middle there. As I think you pointed out in your match report, as as Lapsley went off, Dawson assumed the role yeah. of enforcer exactly. in the midfield. Uh, liked him. I mean, he's 32, come from Gloucester. He's worked, a horse 36. He's got yeah, years yet. Yeah. Um, and he's worked with Gary at Yeovil. He was obviously part of the team that went into the championship. He was. He played in the championship with Gary, that's right. And he played at Cheltenham with Gary yeah. as well, didn't he? So obviously Gary knows what he's going to get out of him. And, and he's played with Aaron, obviously, at Cheltenham. So yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a good thing. I like the look of him. Yeah. I did like the look of him a lot. Um, Corey Andrews played uh-huh. for Winston uh-huh. on Saturday. Uh, I was spitting feathers. He played quite well. Let's look at it from right. the distance of the Thursday after the game. He played better for Wealdstone in 19 Than he minutes. ever did for us. Absolutely. And that's why, when he did that, what we're about to talk the about, the thing, yeah. I was more annoyed you were, you with were. the fact that... So, so he, he gestured as he came off the pitch that, that, that Torquia going down. And his manager turned around and laughed at the crowd yeah. uh, in response to that, which I don't think is a very managerial way of no. dealing with that situation. But hey-ho, they can, they can do what they want. Yeah. I was I was very disappointed in him, but then I was disappointed in him for the first thirteen games of the season. Well, I was going to say, one of the reasons we're in this position is because you did nothing in thirteen <laughs> games, Corey Andrews. <laughs> nothing. Don't pull your punches. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely nothing. But yeah, he. I mean, there was a strange sequence of events towards the end of the game. Uh, Mark Holstead clearing the ball from his penalty area. Corey Andrews ambling across in front of him to try and slow him down. Yeah. Stop him. Uh, Mark Holstead kicked the game into... Between, the yeah, yeah, kicked yeah, the ball, sorry. Yeah. Between Corey Andrews' shoulder blades, yeah. at which point he went down holding his head. Yeah. Um, stopped the game, delayed the game, stopped the clock, annoyed the fans. Yeah. As he came off and he was substituted, I mean, fair play... To him, uh, he was obviously getting a lot of stick from yeah. the fans in Bristow's yeah. bench and how players deal with that. A, I don't know how players deal with that, but there are ways they're professionals. Yeah. And he pointed at the ground with both hands and said, you're going down. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I didn't much like that. It's um, No, I think that's pathetic. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not good. So, I mean... So, Having said that, it's the kind of thing I might do in that situation. Oh, you you yeah. know, it's difficult to, to double think it, isn't it? If you've got a dozen people standing Having up, a go at you. shouting yeah. at you from the terraces, yeah. 
saying you're rubbish or whatever, then you might snap a little bit. But I think if I'd had done absolutely nothing in 13 <laughs> games, then I might have thought twice about doing it. I did think, again, not excusing behaviour at all, but I did think, obviously, Gary signed Corey Andrews and Aaron Jarvis at the same time, mm. thinking that they would work well as yeah. a partnership. Yeah. Now, obviously, they didn't, they didn't really have a chance to do that because Aaron Jarvis didn't start... For a while. For a while. Then Corey got injured as well. Then Corey got injured. Yeah. Corey had we played... We had Will Goodwin being the, the, yeah. the man that was fit for yeah. most of the time. So think a partnership of Corey Andrews and Aaron Jarvis, which obviously in Gary's notebook in close season, he yeah. thought, I'm looking forward to getting these guys. Absolutely. You would have done. Uh, it never really happened. Yeah. So Corey Andrews might have been a much better player for us than he turned out to Let's be. Let's just say that there is one successful signing from that duo and one unsuccessful yeah, signing. Absolutely. And next time he comes back to play more, he can expect quite a lively afternoon. Yeah, I'm think sure so. he'll give yeah. as good as he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we don't condone sledging players. We don't condone giving players grief from the, t- from the sidelines. But no, some, but it's been done for millions of years and it will yeah. continue to be done for millions of years. It's interesting, isn't it? There are some players who come back when they're with their new clubs. Players like Luke Young come back when they're with their new clubs. Ben Winter, if he played for Barnet, yeah. would yeah. have got a proper reception yeah. from the pop side because you know they've left with good grace and, and you know they're, they're talky stars through and through. Other players come back and don't quite get the same. Do you remember a player called Brabin? I do, Gary. Gary Brabin. I was trying to remember his first name. He was a whole city legend. Yeah. Absolute legend. Couldn't put a foot wrong up there. Signed for us. Played a whole city three games later. And and got sent off for a a horrible tackle on one of their players. It was at Boothroy Park. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. And got booed off the pitch. I've never seen a player get... Cheered onto the pitch by his ex-club and then off again. within about 10 minutes get booed off of it. It was a horrible challenge. He only lasted about five games at Torquay because he got he sent did. off twice. No, he did. He What a character. He <clears throat> yeah. probably still is. He used to slap himself around the face. He used to do that thing that boxers do and rugby players do. I just to, stood on a tail. I was just checking yeah, it's all right. So I'm, I'm <laughs> keen not to move my chair in case I roll over the um, he used to punch himself in the face he before did. the game. He did he get to, sent off against Exeter? I think it was the other one. That was a Playmore, I think. Yeah. yeah. But what a character he was. Uh, anyway, we digress. But we digress. Um, we had yeah, some some good things about the Wilson game. Asa Hall's return. Uh, do you know what? Asa Hall came on and made such a difference that last 10 minutes, winning the ball in the air in midfield. Yeah. And um, there's that point where it was a free kick that was... It's kind of been left... Sorry, it's kind of been left up to Aaron Jarvis to win the ball in mm. the air in midfield. Yeah. yeah. And that's... You want him further up the pitch, surely. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as um, Asa Hall came, came on, now we all know that Asa Hall uh, is a good player. He does try to play passes sometimes that don't go to where they should be going. But one of his massive strengths that I completely kind yeah. of underplayed, I guess, in the past is how how well he wins that ball in the air. He does. It's all about timing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but and he came on when there was a free kick going to be taken. That's right. Be yeah. Lobbed into the yeah. box. Yeah. You were we willing thought, it to oh, be. Just yeah. The, and he ne- very nearly got on yeah. the end of it. He nearly got on the end of that amazing chance that Ali. So Omar so you know you're at, we we don't know if Brett McGavin's going to be available for Saturday. But you you're without Tom Lapsley now for three games, which is yeah. terrible news. But that's what we've got to deal with. And if you didn't have um, Kevin um, Dawson and Asa Hall, we would be panicking now but suddenly you've got 
okay, Ace is not going to be fit for 90 minutes straight away, I don't think. But it doesn't mean he can't start. No. And I think I think you've got those two in midfield now. That's a that's a, a horrible <laughs> pink pig that you just picked up off the floor covered in dog phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please stop chewing that underneath <laughs> my foot? Um, those two. Yeah. I'd be happy with those two in a yeah. championship team. I would. Absolutely. Uh, as in a team going for a championship rather than playing in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It, it's it's good to have them back. Um, without giving the game away, which he obviously never does, but the gaffer seemed to indicate that Lewis Collins might not be quite as badly hurt as we thought. No, I think the only one that we're... Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. We, we, we didn't ask about Dan uh, Martin. He came on for a couple of minutes at the end of the last but one game, but then wasn't on the bench on Saturday. So no. whether that was a setback or whether it was just, you know, he, he, he didn't fit into to Gary's plans mm. for a player that wasn't quite fit to be on the bench... No. Um, We'll see, but uh, a fully fit Dan Martin would be a big. Dylan Crow seems to be the only one that's out for a bit, yeah. bit longer yet. Yeah. So everyone else seems to be a possibility for Saturday, mm. and that includes McGavin, that includes Martin, that includes Asa Hall, yeah. and Dean Moxie, yeah. which would be really important. Yeah. We're going to need these experienced yeah. heads, aren't we? And suddenly, with the new new lad as well, we've got quite a few experienced players in the in the yeah. squad. That's what I was kind of touching on with the question to Gary. I mean, we, we we've had. Players who've come in over the last two or three seasons, we bring loan players in. We can all think of one in particular. We're not going to name him because it wouldn't be really fair. But players who come in from under-23 teams yep. of championship sides yep. who haven't played any men's football, yep. who don't really get it and don't really yep. succeed. But then you bring in two guys. Jack Stobbs, 26 years old, coming in from Oldham. Kevin weird Gorsley, move 32 for, years Weird old. sideways move, isn't it? It is. But it's, uh, Gary's surprised. explained it. You know, yeah. he was surprised that he's not been playing for Oldham. So, yeah. you know, and, and kind of surprised that he was available. Hmm. And he's, he's a wide player. He's an attacking player. Uh, if we can get the ball to him... It will yeah, be, yeah. Let's. Looking, and do you realise he'll be the thirty seventh player that we've used this season? Is that right? I was, I was wondering if I that time I did that, but yeah. you've done it. So that's he'll good. Be, so it's thirty seventh player this wow. season. Okay. Well, some of them only lasted one or two games. Are we um, up there with the Roy McFarlane season yet? I'm not sure. Oh, that was that was yeah. possibly well, nudging nudging forty players that season as he tried to build a squad. And there were quite a few players, uh, yeah. Greg, Greg Lincoln, who came in with Lee Canneville. We know, we know what happened, because they came in the same day. Yeah. So we know what yeah. happened to Lee Canneville. It turned out to be a superstar for yeah. us. And Greg Lincoln, I think, played one game before he went home. So I don't even remember Greg Lincoln. They were both from Arsenal, weren't they? They, were both, they, they both had Arsenal pedigree, I think. Yeah. You remember a book called Tom Cruise that we had from Arsenal as well? Tom Cruise, yeah. yeah. That's just come to me for no reason. Gateshead on Saturday. Who else came from Arsenal? The, 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 that's me clicking my fingers. Um... Oh, the the little winger. The little winger from the Arsenal. The little winger from Arsenal. Um, uh, went on to play for Bristol Rovers, I think. Oh, uh, Joker, Joker, Joker for Joker, Joker He was Arsenal, wasn't Arsenal. he? He was schooled at Highbury. Yeah. Um, Gateshead, Saturday, if you're going, have a safe journey. Gladys is going. Our friend, our regular listener, Gladys from Cowdenbeath. It's a local game for him. Yeah, really. yeah. So he's popping down to Gateshead for that one. Yeah. He doesn't get to see Torquay up in that part How far is that? Often. How far up is Cowdenbeath in Scotland? I don't know. Should, My should, Scottish should geography isn't very good. Yours should be. Well, mine really. should be. And I was going to say that so it, I would know where Cowna Beef is if it was south. So I, I don't. Mm, so I'm it might not, be a bit of a longer journey than you think. I'm not. But sure. still, the quick, the easiest journey for him to make. We'll have a look. We'll have a look. That's the lack of research. Yeah, terrible. Yet rubbish. Again. Um, 
nobody's given us a prayer up there. The bookies fancy Gateshead. Do they? they? Don't fancy us. Uh, I'm not so sure. There's sooner or later, if we're going to get out of this mess, we have to produce a performance that has everybody sitting back and going, whoa. Well, do we, or do we just need to win games? Well, we, I think, no, yeah. I think you're right. I, I don't think we're going to put a run together. The, the draws are absolutely no. pointless for us. I mean, yeah, that's an oxymoron, but yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah. the, there's no point in a, in a draw, no. even though you do get one. We, <laughs> but we have, to, we have to be winning games. Yeah. And there will be a game that we win that makes everybody sit back and think, oh, Torquay might get themselves out of this yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, Scun- 10 games to go Scunthorpe nearly overtook us on Tuesday yeah they well they could have while, done but they? yeah yeah. Um, it's a, I mean 7 points away from safety now which means and the, our goal difference is worse than most of the other teams as well so let's say we're effectively 8 points away yeah. from safety it means that we've got to win 3 games more than everybody around us does before we even start thinking before about it yeah. yeah and that seems a very tall order yeah. Uh, I don't want to be a pessimist because, as everybody who listens to the podcast knows, I'm an incurable optimist when Absolutely. talking concerned. Yeah. But it's beginning to look a distant hope now, isn't it? Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. We can still do it's this. It's not over till. <laughs> so it's Gateshead, uh, Saturday, it's Dagenham and Redbridge at home. Dagenham and Redbridge? Yes. At home. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. yeah. 25th. It's the day after. Uh, and then we head into the Easter weekend. Uh, the diaries come out. The diaries come. The old-fashioned diaries. <laughs> Hunt Dagenham Redbridge. No game on the Tuesday. Then on Good Friday. No, on Saturday, April the first, we're away at Scunthorpe. Yeah, that's a biggie, isn't it? That's a so that's. And yeah. then we're into Easter. Home to Eastley on Good Friday. Uh, Tom Lapsley back. And away to Maidenhead on Easter Monday. Yeah. Wow. We'll crunch those last. Yeah, we'll do that again. Week. Yeah. Interesting times, Guy. So the email that I sent this week oh, yeah. to Gaming International. Yeah. Um, if Torquay United are relegated mm-hmm. this season, and let's keep it as an if, Talking, what happens next season? There was a five-year plan from Gaming International which, when they first came in. Uh, nobody could have predicted COVID, which ruined one no, of the seasons. No, no. Nobody could have predicted Simon Mather, who no, ruined another of the seasons. No, otherwise they'd be well on course for their five-year plan. Yeah, I mean, without those two factors, we would be probably established in League Two. Yeah. Um, and we'd be hanging on in League Two. Yeah, and we'd have a team including Joe Lewis and, and, and people like that. Yeah, uh, and play the Kyle Camerons yeah. of this world yeah. wouldn't have left. Yeah. It's all ifs and buts. Um but it, what we want to ask... Uh, what what you have asked. We have yeah, asked, yeah. yeah, is what happens. Yeah. Do we stay full-time next season? Is there enough money? Because Gaming International... Gary has always said... Sorry, I'm rambling on No, here. go on. Gary has always said that whenever he's asked for something, he, no reasonable request that he's made no. has ever been turned down. He's always, he's always said that, that, that they are reasonable requests, yeah. uh, an understandable request. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Gaming International came in, first of all, Talkie were the, the legend goes Talkie were forty eight hours from calling in the administrators. Yeah, yeah. So they were the only game in town. They saved us then. They've continued to invest. Put in a lot of money where Talkie yeah. United is concerned. Um, I mean, no one's ever put in that that kind of money no. before to a club. But what happens next year? Are they prepared to put in? the considerable amount of money it would take to be one of the very few full-time teams, if not the only full-time team in National League South. This is not the situation after they took over. 
that that was where they were. They yeah. were starting and from scratch. Yeah. This is not starting from scratch. This could be going back yeah. a, a couple of steps. So if logic dictates that we go part-time next season, who plays for us? Wow. What players, what pool of players can we work in? We're not in that M25 area where there's a large pool of semi-pro teachers, dustmen. You know, no, but there is thing. another way of looking at that. And we, 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 we would be the biggest players. Yeah. We would be the biggest players looking for those players, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But We would be the biggest draw for those players. But we're looking at the same pool of players as Taunton, Taunton Western, yeah. Weymouth, Poole. Well, Western, Western have got Scott Rendell playing for them. We've got Scott Laird playing for them. Well, there you go. You know, they, they, yeah. are, they are walking the, the Southern uh, Premier Division South, uh, going to win the title yeah. ahead of Truro as it goes. Awesome. And they will be in the National South next year. But um, they've got some good players playing for them. So are we then... No, looking, sorry, sorry. No, Rendell's West, at Totten, isn't he? He's at Totten. Yes. Which yeah. is the level below, yeah. amazingly. Yeah. Uh, but, but Scott Laird is, is yeah. certainly at Western and there are a few other... I, I, eye-catching players there. So are we in the market for the same pool of players as Tiverton, who've just... Tiverton has just gone to Swansea, by the way. Yeah. Um, Tiverton, even Buckland, you know, but yeah. no, they're not running down Buckland, but are we in the same market for the well, Lewis Brooks players? has scored eight goals for Biddeford so far Biddeford, this season. They lost 8-1 yeah. on Saturday and uh, Lewis Brooks scored the goal. Alex Moyes is still out on loan, isn't yeah. he? We've got Ollie Tomlinson is out on loan. These are players that might end up being the core of the first times, team. Interesting times, isn't it? And, and, and does, uh, does <laughs> Olaf Kazella get another go, oh, <laughs> if that's go. the case? It's, uh, it's, it, it's interesting. And, you know, without having any, any knowledge to this effect, effect whatsoever, what does Gary do if we well, go yeah, down? Absolutely. And we haven't, we're not asking that question of anyone, but... Um, no. Would well, he? Would he? Would he think? Well, I gave it my best shot. Let's uh, let's call it a day. Or would he fancy another go? Would he fancy a, yeah, just just finishing it. off with another promotion? But the, I mean, these are the questions that are keeping Talking United supporters awake in the early yeah. hours. So you sent thinking. an email to. I sent an email to the club, which I know has has been delivered. Uh, just ask. We haven't got an axe to grind in this, and you know we are fully aware of the benefits that we've, you know, we've had from the ownership. Yeah. But we want to talk about the stadium as well. Yeah. The, the, the plan for a new stadium is still part of Torbay Council's sports plan. Yeah. So where, where does it go? Does it go Edgingswell? Probably. Somewhere around that edge of um, Torquay where the new railway station's being built would be an ideal place for it. Is that still part of the plan? I mean, that's a big capital outlay for any yeah. company. Yeah, there's a there's an awful lot tied up in this, and an awful lot suddenly depends I mean, you've got on these to, last ten you've games. You've got to think that Gaming International have put that money in mm. with a view of getting it back oh, yeah. at some yeah, point, yeah. because yeah. you wouldn't be a no. sensible businessman if if otherwise. Yeah. So that's got to be the only way of getting that money back out of it. Yeah. So that's still got to be yeah. something that they're working yeah. on. Um, now, whether the Torbay Council is, is the kind of receptive council that you need in that situation or not is a different matter. Well, I mean, Nightingale Park is now no longer part of the equation because no. the council is putting a solar farm on Nightingale yeah. Park. Um, but there's, I mean, Edgingswell, the more you, when you drive around Edgingswell, they're building a massive warehouse for wicks at yep. Edgingswell. There's another bit... development going on the other side of the road. Yep. 
there's brownfield land yeah. at Edginswell that there you is. could use. It's either just inside Torbay or just over the boundary into Team Torbay Council, if they're willing to build, build you a stadium, let them build a stadium. <laughs> Goodness sake. But all of these questions, well, I was going to say need answers, but that's getting our own self-importance wrong. I, th- I think but we I had w- to ask them. Yeah, I would like to know yeah, the answers to yeah. that question. Uh, we have to ask them because if we don't, then more and more fans say, why haven't you asked the questions? Whether we get an answer or not, knowing how... Gaming International have operated over the last four or yeah. five years. Uh, we'll, and we'll these, see, we'll a lot see. of these we'll questions see. are commercially sensitive yeah. and they will say, I can't tell you that yeah. because it's commercially sensitive. Um, but we'd like to know whether we're like going to be uh, yeah. part-time or full-time next year if the worst happens. I think that's an existential question for Torquay United Football yeah. Club. Whether we, if, we, if we go part-time in National League South, which has two promotion places, it's difficult. Mm. Difficultly to get out of. Gary did extraordinarily well. Extraordinarily yeah. with you know with the players. Jamie Reed had a great season. Yeah. Rory had a great season. We had a, a squad of players who have since gone on um, and are playing at a higher yeah. level. He's going to have to do all that again. Yeah. Interesting times. Can we do that on a part-time budget? Mm. Are we depressed now? We got very serious, didn't we? Did get very serious. Yeah. But there you go. That's what. That's those are the questions that we've asked. I think people would like to know, and that's 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 good. We've got that out of the way. Two great games that you could go and watch this weekend if you're not going to Gateshead. Go on. Uh, the under 18s Yes. Talk United's under 18s Ryan Dixon and Robbie Herrera's under 18s are playing in the semi-final of the Gary Els Memorial League Cup. Yeah, they've won a cup already. They have. They've. They're a good, good side. They're on their way to a second win. And they could win the title as well, as well as the league. Didn't they do the double last year as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So they're a force to be reckoned with in that league. Uh, They play Sirencester at South Devon College on Saturday with a midday kickoff. Okay. Uh, And spectators are welcome, I gather. There's quite a lot of room around that pitch. Yeah. Um, So there's no parking, by the way. So no. get the bus. Yeah, it's or, not the um, place to get yeah, to. It's, it's, yeah, it's there is uh, there is parking, but it's, it's but it, li- but it'll be full quite limited, quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, be prepared to park a little way away and walk. Uh, but yeah, the under 18s semi final, Sirencester, Southampton College Saturday midday, and Torquay United women are playing Sherborne. Should have been the last game of the season. Yes, it's not now because their game this weekend was postponed. I, how many games have they got left though? I thought that was the last two, but maybe I'm wrong. See, I, I, I think they've got a couple of games. Oh, okay. It's quite difficult to find their league table and fixtures online. Oh, no, it's not. No? Have I been looking in the wrong place? Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I obviously, I do the... the um, if you go to FA full-time and then put um, the name of the league in, it will come up straight away. Uh, I don't think there's actually a... A website dedicated to that league. I think you just just go into the FA full time results and fixtures uh, um, system, and you'll find it quite quite easily. But they play Sherborne on Sunday at Plain. You've got me. You've got me doubting myself now. That's probably not the last but one game of the season. But uh, uh, maybe maybe it's the last home game of the season, and that's why they were having it at Plainmore. Could be. I thought they had four games left because they've. They've played fourteen games, oh, and it it's a down. league yeah. that looks as if it should have eighteen. I games. think it was. I think it was the fact that it was the last home game of the season. Well, their game against Wooten Bassett Town. Yeah. Royal Wooten Bassett yeah, Town, which is, is which is a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, on Saturday was postponed, or Sunday, sorry, was postponed. So that, that's, yeah, that's... Uh, so, they, yeah, so Cherbourne are the visitors. They're playing at Plainmore, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Uh, it's the price of entry, I can't remember, but it's it's bargain yeah. for a game of football. Yeah. Bristow's bench is open. The rest yeah. of the ground isn't, but Bristow's bench, it'd be nice to fill Bristow's bench. It's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday at Plainmore. They, um, Bristol Rovers are top of the league on goals only. Yeah. And Torquay are level on points with Bristol Rovers, 33 points each with a game in hand. Yeah. Uh, Forest Green Rovers have played more games than anybody than anybody else in that league, I think, uh, and they're a point behind. Yeah. I think I think they're looking good. They're looking and good. Sherbourne, Sherbourne themselves yeah. are in fourth place. Get along. It should be a great game. Now, Interestingly, Exeter City, who are only a division above Torquay, um, have played quite a few games at St James's Park, mm-hmm. the ladies. They had more than 2,500 there for their last home game, for the ladies' home game last week, which is more than <laughs> some yeah. of Torquay's. Well, that's true. But, I mean, it, the way that team plays, the way that um, Steve Ellsworth has got that team playing, once you've been to see him once, you're going to see him again. Yeah. Because the football is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go along, it should be absolutely fabulous. Absolutely, it could make a good double header, to be honest. The under 18s on Saturday and the uh, the women on Sunday. Yeah, if you can't make if, if you're not going to Gateshead, you could fly to Gateshead. You, know? you could fly to Gateshead, you could fly Exeter to or you can fly Bristol to Newcastle. I don't know if you can fly Exeter to Newcastle. Yeah, you can certainly fly Bristol to Newcastle. Bristol's you, a bit too far for me cheaper, nowadays, <laughs> cheaper than you can go on the train. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. If you're going to Gateshead, say hi to Gladys for us. Yeah. Um, and have a safe journey. Yeah. It's nice to be back on the podcast and say thanks for the kind message. You're not supposed to wear shirts or anything like that in Gateshead, even if it's freezing <laughs> no, cold. No, no. It's supposed no. to be you know, bare chest. It's be hard yeah. up there. And you, so yeah. after the game, into Newcastle to the big market for, yeah. um, for a night out. For a Nuki Brown Ale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are we stereotyped? Are we lazy stereotyping? Absolutely. Are, why, we? why wouldn't we? I stayed in Whitley Bay once for Did you? a Great North Run. Did you? And that was like the Wild West. <laughs> Whitley Bay on a Saturday night. We went up to do the Great North Run on the Sunday. The nearest place we could get um, a reasonably priced B&B was Whitley Bay. Was, uh, was the wind coming in off the North Sea? The wind was coming in <laughs> off the North Sea. The noise outside the window in the main street was... was Interesting. A- amazing. Until about <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. When you got tired of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we, it was one of those things where you think, if you can't beat them, join them. So we went out and had a couple of pints Absolutely. the night before the Great North Run. It, it wasn't my fastest half marathon. <laughs> On that bombshell, yeah. thanks Talk, for your Talkie time. are going to be the angels of the North this week. Oh, I like what you did yeah. there. Wouldn't that, you use that as a headline if they win? Yeah. Good man. We'll be back next week when we'll have plenty more to talk about. Hopefully we'll be talking about a, a positive result yeah. from Gateshead. Hopefully we'll have heard back from Gaming International. Yeah. Would be nice. And as ever, we'll finish the podcast with Come, Come On You, you Yellows. Yellows. Now that was better than me and Dave the other day. <laughs> Come on you yellow.